Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 234 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. In today's episode, Justin talks with William Carmen, deputy editor at Inside NU, about the Northwestern Wildcats. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for the latest deals, cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know somebody who is? Reach out to Monty at 402-770-3356. We are excited to welcome William Carmen, Deputy Editor at Inside NU, to the show. William, welcome. Thank you for having me, Justin. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Always exciting to talk to folks from Inside NU. So let's let's uh, look back to the weird uh, COVID season. Um, Northwestern uh, division champs. Uh, did you see that coming? You know, I think after the season before, it was tough to see such a drastic improvement from this team. Um, and I think to the outside college football world, I think a lot of people will look at last season for Northwestern in the COVID year as an anomaly. But for those that follow the program closely, I don't know that I'd necessarily say I was expecting them to be as down as they were going to Michigan State undefeated and had they won that game, have a shot at the playoff going into the Big Ten Championship. I don't know if I was expecting it <laughs> to be successful on that level, but I definitely was expecting a rebound year. I think Pat Fitzgerald, I think Northwestern fans in general, believe Fitz is one of the best coaches in the country. And I think it would have been inexcusable, you know, for, from, his, from his end – given the reputation of what he's trying to build in Evanston, it would have been really bad had Northwestern not have had something similar to what they did last year. Well, and he said never again, right? I mean, he, I mean, it's one thing to say we're never going to be this bad again, but I guess it's another thing to go and then win the big 10 West for the second time in three years. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's funny. There was a presser that I was at with Fitz after the Minnesota game two years ago when Northwestern fell to two and nine, I think it was, um, and Northwestern just got him blown out by Tanner Morgan, Rashad Bateman, you know, the Minnesota lethal offense when PJ Fleck had things going really well. And I said, you know, Fitz, what are you going to do next year? Or I guess what are expectations for next year? I think was my question. He was like, we'll see you in Indianapolis. Wow. Uh, that was his response. And wow. after Northwestern clinched a Big Ten championship, Northwestern released a hype video where they used my question and Fitz's answer and went really viral. Um, so here's what I would say. I think – with Fitz giving him the benefit of the doubt, I think we always take him at his word and we trust him. Um, he's earned it. He's earned it. You know, to take a school like Northwestern to the level he's taken them just as a, you know, I think pretty close to what you can call an annual contender within the West for sure, um, given the state of the program in the past as an achievement in itself. So, you know, like I said, I don't know that I was expecting Northwestern to do what they did last year, um, but I, I – 
I really do have a lot of trust in Fitz. And looking at the roster last year, I actually thought going into the year and as the year progressed, it was it was basically what we expected. I, I guess you know your next question for me sort of to dive into the team a little bit. Last year, um, they got average quarterback play. I would say maybe a little above average when Peyton Ramsey. I think you had a solid game manager who has played a lot of college football and knows how to win football games for you. He's not going to win them by himself. He had an elite defense behind him, but yeah. you know he he didn't. He didn't make crucial mistakes. He was a senior leader. He got the ball where it needed to be. And, you know, I, I think the problem for Northwestern last year is if they had a potent run game, they would have beaten Michigan State because they averaged like a yard and a half uh, mm-hmm. rushing in their one regular season loss to Michigan State. If they had a rushing game, they would have won the game. Um, and so I think, you know, the defense was incredible last year. It's hard to make – hard to complain about anything, I think, just – there was no running game, and that, that I think falls on the interior offensive line. The running backs weren't great, but which is a little bit of a complex issue, which we're, I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but, you know, so I think the receivers, it was a senior group, but it wasn't really anyone with outstanding athleticism. Yeah. So he- heading into this year, Justin, I think Northwestern is in a really interesting year because they lost a ton of starters. Um, a ton of people have written Northwestern off just in terms of, if you look at the national media, it was just looking Northwestern's over under for wins next year's six wins. They have one of the easiest schedules in the country, um, for a power five team. They're I think plus five fifty, which is second or third worst to win the West uh, after winning the West. You know, I think they're really undervalued by the national media. Um, I think next year they lose a lot of starters, but I think this could be the most talented team of Pat Fitzgerald's tenure at Northwestern. You know, we all do it. We all overlook or undervalue Northwestern every year. It happens. And, and maybe if you don't have a two and nine or, you know, three and nine or whatever it was, two and 10 season, maybe it doesn't happen so bad. But I mean, as I think about it, that 21 to 13 loss for by Nebraska to Northwestern, I mean, we benched our quarterback uh, as a result and put in you know, what, as it turns out, I'm not ready for prime time. Luke McCaffrey, who has since transferred, if we all just took a break and, and understood how good that defense was, we, I mean, we moved the ball pretty well. It's just, you know, you talk about Peyton Ramsey, not making mistakes. I mean, we, we make those mistakes. Um, you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's outlandish to say there's probably some superior athletic ability at, at Nebraska and Northwestern, but Northwestern doesn't make the mistakes. And a really solid defense. So anyway, that 21 to 13 loss um, for what, you know, at the beginning of the season felt like a huge deal, but, you know, it turns out it was not actually that bad of a loss. No, no, Justin, I'm completely with you. I actually, so after Northwestern beat Iowa and they were coming off a 43 to three win over Maryland, I think right after they beat Mar- Iowa is when we said, okay, this team's legit. I was actually really pleasantly surprised by Nebraska's performance in this game, and I apologize to Nebraska fans. They probably think I'm sounding a little bit arrogant coming from a school like Northwestern saying that. But I, I truly do believe Nebraska played a solid game given the team Northwestern had last year, as you alluded to. They moved the ball well. You guys just, you know, if I'm remembering correctly, you just had a couple really costly turnovers. Um, yeah. That shouldn't have happened. And, you know, I, I, I think – Northwestern's guilty of the same thing. They lost to Michigan Stakes. They did a reverse with our wide receiver who dropped the ball, and it cost Northwestern the game against Michigan State, among a few other factors. But look, it happens, I think, with Nebraska. You know, it's a Nebraska podcast, so you guys know the team better than I do. I think you have a lot of plays similar to that where you're scratching your head, like, how is Nebraska doing this right now? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martinez and Luke both threw interceptions. Uh, I don't, I've kind of blocked out, you know, we're, we're talking, we're looking ahead at this point. So I, I've kind of blocked those out at this point. I don't remember the specifics. I'm sure if I looked them up, I'd be like, oh yeah, that was really frustrating. Um, and so I'm so, looking at the box score right now, Justin, from that game and Northwestern's Achilles heel all of last season was stopping the quarterback run. Martinez scampered them 13 carries for 102 yards. I mean, that's how you beat Northwestern. Um, and yeah, like I'm, Martinez was 12 of 27. If you take about seven of those attempts and turn them into QB runs, I really would have been curious to see the final score of that game. Sure. And you know what? He finished the season. I don't remember his completion percentage. He was actually fairly efficient. So, okay. I mean, this is a good defense, right? Right. I mean, like, they, and so I think that that shows it to you. I mean, North, see, that's what I don't understand, Justin, is that at the time, Northwestern secondary didn't have as high of a stock. But looking back, if you're a Nebraska fan, you should know Northwestern's cornerback, Greg Newsom. He went in the first round uh, to the Cleveland Browns. He's a stud, in my opinion. If he's not the best cornerback in the country last year, he was top five. Um, and then you have safety Brandon Joseph, who at the time was not as well heralded because it was his third career start against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, in my opinion, the best safety in the country. And he's a preseason All-American. He's really good. And you know, if you're Scott Frost, why are you having Adrian Martinez throw the ball 27 times? Yeah. And it's interesting because I'm looking at the stats and McCaffrey was 12 of 16. And looking at it again, McCaffrey had eight carries for 49 yards. So, I mean, you, you see, like, I guess looking at McCaffrey, he was 12 of 16 for 93 yards. So he wasn't, he didn't exactly light it up in terms of yards per attempt. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, I, I think Nebraska could have had a better game plan going into yeah. that game. Yep. So anyway, that he, uh, so that's his efficiency probably leads to his getting the start in the next game, which was a disaster. So anyway, um, so, okay. So, uh, big 10, big 10 West champs. Um, you're in the off season here. Um, what, what are strengths and weaknesses of this team? I mean, it sounds like you lost some high count. You got a top, you know, first round draft pick gone. What are strengths and weaknesses of, of Northwestern coming into the fall? So I think, the number one weakness for Northwestern is that they're two of their three starting linebackers last year, Patty Fisher and Blake Gallagher, two of the best linebackers in the Big Ten. Both are gone. Northwestern's going to have to replace both of those guys. Right now it actually looks like Blake Gallagher's younger brother is going to fill in for Fisher as the starting Mike linebacker. He'll be a redshirt sophomore. I'd be lying to you if I said I had any idea how he's going to do. I really have no idea, no expectations there. Um same thing for Peter McIntyre. So he'll be the he'll be filling in for Blake Gallagher as the will linebacker. Um, you know, I, I think if you're Nebraska and you're looking at this, Northwestern lost a couple guys along their front four, although they did get someone by the name of Sam Duke Miller back, who if Nebraska fans remember, he played at Northwestern's first three years. He was pretty good. He took last year off and now he decided to return, which is a huge addition. Um but so I think if you're Nebraska, I think the way to beat Northwestern is you pound the ball because the, the back seven or apologies, the back four um, Northwestern should have a really strong secondary um, offensively. I think as I alluded to, I think this is the most talented team of Northwestern in Pat Fitzgerald's tenure. The skill positions are going to be a really interesting area to watch because you lost your three starting wide receivers last year. You're replacing them with really highly touted recruits guy by the name of Malik Washington is going to be a starter for Northwestern. And he said he was going to transfer at the end of last year and ultimately decided to return. 
all the reports out of camp as he's long as he's been at Northwestern the past two years has been that he's the best receiver. He's incredibly, incredibly just has been incredibly plays incredibly well in practice, but for whatever reason, never sees that much playing time in games. Hmm. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see that. And then the, the other starting receiver for Northwestern. So there's two others, but the other interesting one is Bryce Kurtz, who, if you know who Hunter Johnson is, he's the five-star quarterback who went to Clemson and transferred to Northwestern. Hunter Johnson played with Bryce Kurtz in high school, and there was a ton of excitement about that. Hmm. Um, so we'll see how those two do together if Hunter Johnson's the starter. And then, you know, so the third receiver's name is Steven Robinson. He was at Kansas last year, and he actually has been – was really, really productive in the Big 12. He's a speedster. He's a deep threat. I think he'll be pretty good. So to answer your question, this, the, the, this team will probably go as far as its quarterback goes. Um I just said Hunter Johnson. He apparently can throw the ball as well as anyone in the country, but the past two years, what we've seen is that he doesn't really know the playbook, but more than anything, he just does not have a ton of mental poise or confidence. Does he have um, some family issues or something? Or so, so his last year, not last year, two seasons ago when he was the starter for Northwestern, his mom had breast cancer. And so, hmm. um, you it's know, not I, nothing for a kid. It's not nothing yeah. for sure. Um, you know, it's tough for us to sit here and quantify what that meant in terms of his play, what that meant in terms of his confidence, how that was impacting his daily, daily schedule, all those types of things. All reports so far is that Hunter Johnson has given Ryan Holinsky, the transfer quarterback from South Carolina, who is a highly touted recruit also. He started as a true freshman at South Carolina. I think that sort of tells you he's got a lot of talent. He up, helped upset Georgia um, last year. But, you know, all reports have been – it was presumed that Holinsky was going to be the starter, and apparently Hunter Johnson has been going toe-to-toe with him in camp so far. I have no idea who's going to be the starter. It's not clear yet. Fitz isn't going to announce it before he never does. opening kickoff. Um, I'm hoping we get some sort of scoop, but we'll see what happens. You know, it, Truthfully, I think Northwestern could do as much as give Ohio State a game in the Big Ten Championship if they have a good quarterback, and they could do as worse as... I'm not going to say two years ago where they went three and nine because I think this defense is really good. And then the other piece to this puzzle is that Cam Porter, Northwestern's starting running back next year, is an absolute stud. Um, He was a true freshman last year. And so I think if worse comes to worse, Northwestern has a guy by the name of Peter Skaronsky as their starting left tackle. He's all, all freshman Big Ten team last year. He's Pro football focus ranked him as one of the best left tackles in the nation. He's going to be a first-round pick when he's draft eligible. The very worst, you run an outside edge with our running back, Cam Porter, um, and you should be able to get three yards of carry, which you know you may scoff at as a Nebraska fan, but if you're running the ball 30 times a game, you're going to wear out the opponent, and that's Northwestern's bread and butter. Play bend, don't break on defense. If you have a solid running game, I think that gets Northwestern six wins, even if the quarterback's not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I say this with two things. Nebraska fans, if you want to get rich, I would pound Northwestern over six wins. Because worst case scenario, worst, worst, worst case scenario where they just have a ton of injuries. I think that's the only way that doesn't hit. Um, and, and I think the other thing, Justin, is we're about to get into the Nebraska game. I I read somewhere that Nebraska's favored. They have some preliminary line out. I think Nebraska was a 7 to 10 point favorite because they're at oh, home really? at Nebraska. I think Northwestern is going to win that game straight up. Granted, oh, yeah? I don't. I don't know Nebraska's roster well enough to say that, um, to say that with certainty. Um, if this Nebraska team is anything like the past few years, I think Northwestern will trounce them. 
with that being said, you know Nebraska far better than I do, so tell me if I'm mistaken. You know, the I think the the kind of theme we've been talking about this summer is that Frost came in and tried to duplicate what he did at UCF the first couple of years, and it didn't work in the Big Ten. Okay. And and he has pivoted um, with some big bodies in his last two, three recruiting classes. And so we're going to finally start to see um, a consistently bigger, faster, stronger football team, um, you know, but we'll just see how long, how, how well it transfers. We've got, we've got some great wide receivers for the first time, um, a, a good group of wide receivers for the first time, a lot of uncertainty at running back, although there's a lot of excitement, but we have seen enough exciting transfers and fresh faces come in with a lot of hype and then not produce right away to recognize that if you're counting on transfers to make an impact their first year um, in order to have a successful year, you're, I mean, that's, that's pretty high risk situation. So all that to say, we'll see, we're optimistic that the culture is in place and the personnel is in place. Um, But I don't know. I hope, I hope, I hope we can win that one, but uh, we always over, we always underestimate Northwestern. So I'll, I'm, I'm not even we, – we don't do our preseason picks until just right before the season. I really don't know. Your confidence is making me nervous. So it's funny. You know, I, I, I think you guys are going to go into that Northwestern game thinking it's an easy win for you guys. I don't – No, no, I, we're not. We're not. You don't? Oh, okay. Interesting. No, so I, I just said I think Northwestern's going to win that game. Yeah, um, yeah, I hear you. Um, you know, I, I think Nebraska probably has more talent than this team. I just think we're – more well coached. I think Scott Frost is awesome. Um, I loved what he did at UCF and it just hasn't panned out so far in Nebraska. But, you know, from my perspective, I think if Scott Frost can't get it done, I'm not sure who can. And yeah. I know, I know that pains, <laughs> I know, I'm sure you guys have gone over this a million times. I'm just giving you what I'm thinking from an outsider. So, you know, I think the Big Ten is way more fun. The West is way more fun if Nebraska's competing. So I hope you guys are good. If that makes you guys feel any better, um, it's funny, I'm talking to someone on Friday for a networking call for my own career who was on the Northwestern football team when Northwestern beat Nebraska. I think it was number eight or number nine Nebraska, and I think it, what it was your first year in the Big Ten. Huge upside if you remember that game. I um, And so, you know, I, I think the Nebraska-Northwestern games are always awesome. They're always wild. I mean, with the exception of maybe one or two, since we've joined the conference, these games are always wild. You know, and so, like, I love – I love playing Nebraska. It's it's always a fun game. Um, I think our site gives – I don't know how closely you guys follow us for those listening and yourself, Justin, but I think insight on you, you know, it's for, – for those listening, Northwestern's a very liberal campus, so a lot of people like to critique Nebraska given the differences there. I think it's unfair. I like you guys. I, I respect what you guys are trying to do. Scott Frost is trying to make you guys into a blue blood. I – I respect the attitude. No, no, no. He's trying to keep us a blue blood. Excuse me. He's trying to. He's trying to keep you guys a blue blood. And you don't I, lose blue blood status when you're have okay. fifth fair most enough. wins all time. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, I think Big Ten football is more fun with you guys being good. Sure. Um, and you know, I always look forward to our games because they're just incredibly just absurd games every single yeah. year. Yeah. Well, let's look real quick here at the schedule. Um, so Northwestern starts off host, hosting Michigan State, maybe a revenge game there, 8 p.m. on Friday, September 3rd. That's a that's a big game right out of the gate. Uh, then you got Indiana State, 
go to Duke, host Ohio, who is coached by former Nebraska head coach Frank Solich, the Fighting Frankies. Um, who, his firing was the beginning of our demise over the last 20 years. Who, so, who took over after Solich? Was that Bo Pelini? No, Bill Callahan, and he jumped okay. every, everything. He threw out everything. And it was, okay. yeah, we have not yet recovered. Um, and so hopefully Frank beats you up real good um, physically because then you come to Nebraska. Um, following uh, host Rutgers, go to Michigan, host Minnesota, host Iowa, go to Wisconsin, host Purdue, finish at Illinois. So that's uh, that first Michigan State game. I mean, that's going to be a real tone setter for the season. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be incredibly disappointing if Northwestern lost that game to Michigan State. And what I will say is, you know, I, again, I don't know how closely the fan. How did you lose that one? I so it's funny. I was my closest friends are my closest friends that don't go to that are not my age at Northwestern. My brothers and my cousins um, are huge Northwestern fans. They're all older than me. It was my first Northwestern game that I attended all year last year as part of the media. It was the Michigan State game. It was the first game they lost. So, of course, everyone's calling me the jinx. Oh, no. um, but I just – there's not – you know, that was a Northwestern way you lose the game. Okay. Just a classic heartbreaker. I think Northwestern came out a little bit too cocky mm. um, looking ahead, and it cost them. I mean, it, it was a really tough loss. I think Northwestern – wouldn't have made the playoff, but they would have been playing in a New Year's Six Bowl had they won that game, uh, especially given how tough they played Ohio State. But so I think looking forward to this year, like you just got to hope Northwestern takes care of business against Michigan State, revenge game. Um, what I will say, Justin, is that historically in the Fitz era the past few years, Northwestern really struggles in their opening few games yeah. against non-conference opponents. Yep. Um, you may remember a couple of years ago, Northwestern played a crazy game at Purdue to kick off the season. It was a Thursday or Friday night. It was a Thursday night game. Northwestern won a nail biter. It was a high scoring game. And so I'm kind of hoping that was when Northwestern in 2018, when they won the big 10 West there for, for the first time, I'm sort of hoping that first game being a big 10 game, they don't have time to slack, especially against the team who ruined their perfect season last year. I'm kind of hoping Northwestern comes out and punches them in the mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, assume, so assuming you win, what? let's do this two ways. Assuming you win, what's your season prediction? Assuming you lose, what's your season prediction? Um, I, I think we're going to win that game. Uh, if we win that game, if we win that game, I think we're going to be undefeated going into Michigan. In Michigan, we play the eighth game of the year or the seventh game of the year. Um, you know, I think that Michigan game is going to be an incredible game. And I think it's sort of from the dreamer perspective, and I'm sorry to the Nebraska fans that are upset listening to me overlook you guys. But for the sake of myself, we're looking forward to that Michigan game. I think Northwestern, if I'm going to be – you guys are going to laugh at this. I'll say passively. I think Northwestern is one of the easiest schedules on the nation. I'd be shocked if they didn't get to 9-3. and three. I'm expecting 10-2. and two. I wouldn't be surprised if they did better than that. All right. Um, love, love the confidence. If they lose to Michigan State – I have no idea. As I said, <laughs> you really show, shouldn't lose that game. They shouldn't lose that game. Um, but as I said, as I said earlier in the show, I don't think this team is worse than a six-win team. So if they lose to Michigan State, I'll say they'll beat Indiana State. They'll beat Duke. They'll beat Ohio. That's three wins. They should beat Rutgers. That's four. They'll beat Illinois and Purdue. I think that is, those are six wins um, in a worst-case scenario. But I would be shocked. And I mean shocked if Northwestern didn't get seven, at the minimum seven. Yeah, that seems fair. 
I can get on board with that. Um, yeah. And I don't mean to be cocky. I mean, I, I said it earlier. I think this is the easiest schedule in the country. Um, if Northwestern had a gauntlet schedule, I would not be as positive. Uh, that may be an obvious, but you know, I, I, I truly am pretty bullish on this Northwestern team and how far they go truly will come down to whether or not they have a competent quarterback. And I guess even more so than a competent quarterback, like if Northwestern is a competent quarterback, Justin, you take that mean range of nine or ten, nine wins, call it nine yeah. wins. Since yeah. I know you guys are laughing at my double digit win prediction. Northwestern we is a, We're not laughing. Nobody's if, laughing. If Northwestern has good quarterback play, above average, solid top five quarterback in the Big Ten, I think Northwestern gets a minimum of 10 wins. So so I talked to our friends at the Eyes on Big podcast. They cover the whole conference, and uh-huh. they kind of gave me some questions for each, each team. And um, so one of their questions was if there's a setback early – or if there's a step back in the defense, are you confident that the offense can carry it? I'm kind of hearing yes, if the quarterback is good. Um, Like, not necessarily. I just – I have never seen – I'm trying to think of a year. I've been a Northwestern fan since, call it, 2009. I grew up around the school. We were talking before the podcast started, Justin. I'm from right around Evanston, so I've been a big fan growing up. I've never seen a Northwestern team where they didn't have a minimum and average defense. Sure. It's just it's You're like – like they have an all-American at safety. They have really good cornerbacks. They have a couple of really good players on the defensive line. Like, unless they have crazy horrible injury luck, which obviously everything goes out the window. Yeah, I, yeah it is. I, I just don't see a scenario where this where this team does not have at the bare minimum an average defense. I think Northwestern expects themselves to have a top four defense in the conference. They would tell you they expect to have the top defense in the conference. They legitimately had a top three defense in the country last year. So I yeah. don't think it's foolish to expect that. The one thing I'll say is Northwestern's defensive coordinator, Mike Hankwitz, long time, was awesome for Pat Fitzgerald. He's here for 18 or so years. Something right. Like that. Yeah, that's big. He's gone now. Um, so it's going to be different. Northwestern – so Northwestern replaced him with the former defensive coordinator of the Las Vegas Raiders, who Northwestern fans were not thrilled with um, because the Raiders had such a bad defense. But I think that – It fits his defense, right? No, you're saying in general? Or you're saying this year or in what, from what sense? I mean, he's the head coach. He's no, so I, I, I don't think so, actually. I think, I think Mike Hankwitz has ran the defense historically. Okay. Fitz, of course, has an input. He's the head coach. He's a defensive-minded guy. You know, I'm sure he's involved, but I think Mike Hankwitz ran the defense. Uh, okay. Fitz gave him the keys. And so the guy that's replacing him from the Las Vegas Raiders had the worst defense in the NFL last year. We were very skeptical. So far, though, in the media sessions we've done, A, it seems like all the players absolutely love him. It seems like he loves the school so far. Um, and beyond that, it seems like... He's going to be incredible. So Mike Hankwitz, the motto was bend, don't break. It kind of went out the window last year when they just straight up did not even bend. But (laughs) this year, I think what you're going to see, unlike any other year, is that Northwestern is going to send some really aggressive blitz packages. They're going to go after the quarterback, which is unlike anything you've seen before. And so, yeah, there's a chance Northwestern gets burned blitzing as much as they will next year. It's going to be completely different. Um, But I think there's a chance they have a really, really good defense again. Cool. Well, that actually was the other question they gave me is what, what does this defense look like? Are we talking like top 50%, top, top 25? You're saying in the big time of the country? Country. I'm expecting them to be a top 25% defense in the country. They, they have some losses. I told you guys they lost their two yep, best yep. linebackers. Um, 
I just think Northwestern historically has done a really good job plugging and playing linebackers. These two guys replaced Anthony Walker, some other really good players. You know, Northwestern always just seems to have solutions. We'll see what they do. Um, but I just I trust Northwestern's player development staff. I think they have one of the best player development staffs in the country. They constantly do a great job developing underrated recruits. Um, and so I, I haven't really seen anything that would indicate to me to expect otherwise this coming season. Great. Well, thank you for your time today, tonight. Um, where can our listeners check out the content you are putting out uh, in the coming off season and, and once the season gets rolling? Yeah, just check out insideonyou.com. Um, in terms of my Twitter, William Carmen. With I don't K. really tweet much. All you're going to find is retweeted White Sox content. I'm a big White okay. Sox fan. So you're not really going to get much analysis there, but check out our site if you want to learn more about this team. It's kind of a dead period. I, as I told Justin before the show started, did a very lousy job communicating to get this podcast set up. And so um, it's a little bit of a dead season for us right sure. now. But once the season gets underway, there will be a ton of content. Feel free to check it out. Well, uh, and then at Insight and you. Um, yeah, on Twitter, at Insight and you. On, on Twitter, great. Who's going who's gonna to make the most money off of NIL for Northwestern's football team? It's a good question. I'm tempted to say quarterback Ryan Alinsky if he's the starter because he's been great with the media so far. He's a very personable guy. He's a great backstory. Uh, if he's not the starter, you could probably say Hunter Johnson. But besides those two, um, are we saying once the season hits or before the season? Uh, let's say once the season hits. So once the season hits, it's oh, tough. That's a good question. I'm going to go with Brandon Joseph because he's an All-American. He's a safe bet. Um, but as I said earlier, I think Northwestern's running back Cam Porter, if you guys remember Justin Jackson, um, they have a bit mm-hmm. of a different game, but I think he's going to be similar to what you saw with Justin Jackson. He's a three-down running back. He is going to be a stud. He went, the, he killed Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship out of the Wildcat. Um, we'll see. I, I think he'll be really good. Cool. All right. Well, William, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll be in touch as the season gets rolling. Appreciate it, Justin. Good luck this year. Same to you. Thanks again to Mr. Carmen for joining us on the podcast. If you are an Apple Podcasts listener, I have good news. They have made the links in show notes clickable again. So if you want to follow Mr. Carmen or check out his work with Inside NU, you can actually just click on the link from within the app. And as always, many thanks again to our sponsors, Central Nebraska Buffalo and Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Please support them because supporting them helps support us. On behalf of Justin, this is Mike saying, Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.